strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Then zone for Fitz goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Today, the NFL sent out a memo, Ron Wolfley, official letterhead from the NFL where they put dates on off-season events. They actually defined... Their off-season calendar. That's all that bullying. Yeah, the rookie mini camp, the off-season workouts, the mandatory mini camp, all of the above. Obviously, <laughs> they forgot to put a date out there for the original Thursday night football, the Big Red Rage, presented <laughs> by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, and we do have plenty to talk about. Oh, I don't know, Ron Wolfley. There's a draft class out there. There's an international player who's been allocated to the Cardinals. We have existing Cardinals changing numbers to single digits. Uh, We had a run on long snappers in the draft. I mean, all (laughs) the above, Wolf. So much to talk about, including an in-depth conversation coming up with the coach of the cornerbacks, assistant Greg Williams, who has a couple of day three corners who certainly don't test like day three quarters and or talk like day three cornerbacks, Greg Williams, right around the corner here on the Big Red Rage. Yeah, Paul, I can't wait to actually talk to Greg Williams, but it is very, very interesting, right? Here we are, the free agent period, of course, for the most part, for all intents and purposes, is over, and the draft now is over, and what is the next step in the off season? It is getting some of these rookies assimilated, of course, to the offense, to the defense. It's getting some of these new guys assimilated as well, and it's so interesting Polly, because I never thought you could get better in the offseason, not in the National Football League. You got to put the mouth guard in, you got to put the shoulder pads on, the helmet. If you don't have the mouth guard in, you can't get better in the National Football League. Well, I believe that until Steve Breston. I don't know if you remember it, Paulie, 2007 to 2008, the transformation that happened in the offseason to Steve Breston was profound. And that totally changed my opinion as to whether or not you can actually get better in the offseason. Nobody, and I mean nobody, in my now, what, 17 years as a Cardinal sideline reporter, got yelled at as a rookie (laughs) more than Steve Breston by Kurt Warner. I cannot tell you how many times as a rookie, Kurt would come to the sideline and just start screaming, Steve! And then Steve would be hiding under the Gatorade table. You know, it's just, but you're right. By the time he got to year number two, he was a different player. Man, he was a heck of a player until he injured his knee for a few years. It was incredible. It really was the transformation once again. I forget how many receptions he had. Maybe it was 18 in 2007. He had 77 the next year. He went from 92 yards receiving. This is in my head. I kid you not. I'm not looking at anything. At anything. 92 yards in 2007 to 1,006 in 2008. Can you imagine that, Paul? I mean, a 1,000-yard receiver when 
You had 92 yards receiving the year previous. That was the year where the Cardinals had three 1,000-yard receivers. That's right, Anquan Bolden, Steve Breston, and Todd Haley almost got punched at the end of Week 16 because, remember, they ran a few plays to Steve Breston in a game that was out of hand. And the, the opposing coaching staff, it might have been Seattle, I can't remember, they did not take kindly to the Cardinals getting the ball to Steve Breston and getting him that 1,000 yards at their expense in a lopsided loss. What is the point of all of this? These new additions, especially the young guys, they can get better in an offseason. Now we got to just execute the offseason. That's good. About uh, 59 minutes from now, Wolf will not be able to find his car keys. He won't remember where he put his sunglasses, but he did remember the rookie yardage from Steve Breston from 2007. (laughs) We are off and running on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. It is time. There's the Cardinals. A big decision forthcoming for the Big Red. The Arizona Cardinals select... We're going to kill everyone. This kid is an athletic freak, a monster, and a great pick. I think the Cardinals got a star. Rondell Moore. Rondell might be the most dynamic player in this entire draft. Rondell Moore will get the first down and much more. How about this kid? After three days of the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cardinals, at the end of it all, have seven new players. Again. Intercepted by Wiggins. under pressure, and it's Saban Collins with the sack. About a, just a little montage there, courtesy of our Jim Omohundro, the Cardinals draft class 2021. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and this time a week ago going into the draft, Wolf, Remember, you and Dave were racing to get the name Zabin Collins out of your mouth, right? Both you guys <laughs> were going with him. I mean, who would think here on May 6th the Arizona Cardinals wouldn't have an official answer from Larry Fitzgerald yet as to his future? But they do have a middle linebacker who's nearly 6'5", 260, and he's coming in, and the comps are anywhere from Tremaine Edmonds to a Brian Urlacher. All I know is on draft night with Mr. Pash, we were doing the coverage, Wolf. I wrote MLB on my board, and I said the M equals mean. Give me a middle linebacker who's mean, who can actually set the tone and fill the gaps in that front seven and just snuff out the run game, and this guy checks a lot of boxes, Zayvon Collins. Yeah, Paulie, going into the draft, there were a lot of people that thought Zayvon Collins would be somewhere in the 20s, you know, anywhere from 24, 25. I heard as high as 21, maybe in there. But he really seemed to climb up some draft boards as we neared the draft, and the Cardinals took him there, obviously, at number 16. I love the fact he's a box player that's 6'5 and 260 pounds. You know me, Paulie. I love that. You know, here's a guy that hopefully is going to stick his face into the fire and he's going to be physical. I think a, a stronger version of Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr. Mm. Think of Anthony Barr, right? Here's Anthony Barr is 6'5. Anthony Barr is a guy that weighs 245, 255 pounds, somewhere in there. And yet Anthony Barr plays on the weak side inside for the most part. And they'll move him 
on the line of scrimmage and bring him off the edge as well. I think Zayvon Collins is is like Anthony Barr, except he's going to be playing with a little bit more butt. He'll be playing that Mike linebacker, but you can still take Zayvon Collins and move him to the edge and bring him off the edge just like Anthony Barr, Paul. They asked him what's his favorite aspect of playing defense. He said, well, other than the takeaway, it's tackle for loss. I loved hearing that. It just it tells you about his mentality. Yeah. Honestly, and we talked to Vance Joseph about this, and he brought it up on his own, the biggest need for the Cardinals on defense, arguably, other than maybe corner at this point and trying to figure that out, was run defense. They finished in the bottom third. So if you're adding a J.J. Watt who led the NFL in tackles for loss against the run, and now you get a Zayvon Collins. But in addition to that, Wolf, when I heard about his ability to cover the running back and the tight end, and, and look, Jordan Hicks has been a lot of things for the Arizona Cardinals the last couple of years, but he has struggled at times. It's been a mismatch when he's had to cover the back out yeah. of the backfield or tight ends down the seam. And if you're telling me Zayvon Collins has the athleticism and obviously the size to be that guy, that goes a long way for Vance Joseph in his game planning. No doubt about it, Billy. And that was a weird thing about Jordan Hicks as well. When he came in, he had the reputation of being a guy that was a really good cover Mike linebacker and he has struggled with that, and I think he'd be the first one to tell you that. I-, I love this because I think Jordan Hicks also is going to be, if he's given the opportunity, I think he's going to be an excellent mentor to Zayvon Collins. Now, once again, I'm not saying that he's going to capitulate the position. I'm not. All right, Jordan Hicks, to me, if he's given that opportunity, I think Jordan Hicks is going to compete, and it's not going to be easy. But I do see him being an excellent mentor. He's a brilliant individual. He really is in a good dude as well and I could see him passing on a lot of knowledge to Zavid Collins well and whether it's Zavid Collins or the round two pick Rondale Moore uh, every chance is going to be had for these guys to get into that rotation early and that's not us that's the head coach Cliff Kingsbury we knew we had to get better. None of us were pleased with how that, that thing ended last year. Um, and we wanted to, to improve through the draft. And, and Steve made that crystal clear to the coaching staff and personnel department. Those first two picks need to, to play and play early and play a lot. And, and that was the mission. And I feel good about where it's at. And let's face it, Wolf. Rondale Moore would not be an Arizona Cardinal if Andy Isabella had panned out in round two yeah. two years earlier. Cliff Kingsbury is still searching, seemingly, for that blazer, that guy who can really run and make people miss in space underneath. And and from all accounts, Rondell Moore is that guy. He was that guy in 2018, a first-team All-American. This kid is absolutely, he is electric. He's small, Polly. something you know all about, being diminutive yourself. But he's electric, just combustible. And of all the picks the Cardinals made over the weekend, this is the one that I'm most into, or over the, the draft, Paul. This is the one that I'm most interested in seeing what he's going to do because he he is a game changer. He's a guy that can run by people. We've seen this before, but you tell me that he can run by, line up in the slot and run a post over the top, and you can throw it down the field and beat somebody and show that once every four games on tape. I'm telling you right now, Paul, he's a hole puncher in coverage. And the guys that will fill those holes will be DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. You see the tweet from Des Bryant, former Cowboys Pro Bowl receiver, who was five hours before round two. He tweeted out, Rondale Moore, instant impact wherever he goes. Remember this tweet and tweet Des Bryant. So we'll see. Obviously, the Cardinals 
like what they picked up in round two in other years when they got the likes of an Anquan Bolden, Buda Baker, or Carlos Dansby, Calais, guys like that. Let's talk about the corners on day three and a safety as well with the corners coach Greg Williams next in the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. With the 136th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Marco Wilson, cornerback, Florida. Smart player, too, and that's what they value. Rondell Moore graduated Purdue in two and a half years, and uh, Zayvon Collins was a high school valedictorian. Marco Wilson, aptitude test, off the charts. Smart player with the, of course, athletic ability. Yeah, he should be known for more than throwing the shoe against LSU. He's a good player, trained by his father, who was a college defensive back. His brother, Quincy Wilson, also in the NFL. Good bloodlines, good intellect. Charles Davis there, preceded by Peter Schrager, NFL Network, Kara Chris, uh, Dr. Kara Chris with the pick. All part of that day three parade of players coming to the Arizona Cardinals and Wolf. This is just me, but if I'm a rookie corner looking to make a team and make a name for myself, is there any better opportunity here in 2021 than the Arizona Cardinals and what you're looking at on defense right now? No, you got that right, Paulie. With Vance Joseph and his scheme, they play an awful lot of man cover, man. Walk up over a wide receiver and put your hands on them. And the guy who directly coaches them up is joining us now on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Third season coach in corners for the Cardinals, his 12th year coach in the NFL. The corners coach, Greg Williams, on board. Coach, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. No, thank you, Coach. We really appreciate it here. Just tell us, what does it take? What does it take from a coach's perspective to be a good press man corner? Uh, what it takes is a guy with, uh, with supreme confidence, really. Uh, because, as you know, man, you're out there on an island, uh, and, you know, it's, it's so much exposure that uh, you have to be able to put plays behind you, bad plays behind you, and also put the good plays behind you. So you need a guy that has supreme confidence and supreme belief in himself to go out there. And then obviously the talent. Uh, I mean, you got to be talented to play in this league anyway, so you got to have that. That's a prerequisite. You know what? It's really interesting you bring that up right off the top because a couple of weeks ago here in the Big Red Rage, we had the pleasure of talking with Frank Sanders, longtime receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, former round mm-hmm. two pick. And then one of the things he said about bringing in rookie corners, we anticipated this, was that receivers in the NFL will welcome young corners to the league by trying to steal their confidence, in the words of Frank Sanders. Mm-hmm. And and we'll, we remember that. And then listen to Tay Gowan when he's talking to the media, because if you want belief in yourself, listen to him after he was picked in round six. Just know I've been counted out my whole life. I wanted to show on a big platform that I could play. And now I'm about to show that I can dominate on the NFL level. I'll be a Tom Brady of the corners. Uh, I, I think I needed this. I needed this in my um, my journey and in the way I'm going to approach the game. So I want to say thank you for the wait, actually. So, Coach, is that what you're talking about? That sort of confidence? Say I'm going to be the Tom Brady of corners? Uh, yeah, obviously uh, he's he's got that confidence. But it's it's the thing about him is is once you get to know him, it's not just – what he says, he actually uh, he actually lives that. You know, what I mean, he, uh, even even talking to him in the last few days, just putting installs in and talking to him, he's he backs it up by his work ethic. So it's not just talk. A lot of guys can talk it, but you really have to believe it and you have to walk the walk. <laughs> and so far, uh, since I've known this young man, he uh, he has what it takes to actually walk the walk when it when it comes to that type of confidence. Coach, what are your thoughts on Marco Wilson and getting him in the fourth round? 
Uh, we thought right away, uh, uh, VJ and myself uh, and Marcus Robertson, as we watched him, we knew that he had uh, talent. You know, he had he has a skill set, just like some of the other elite corners that went earlier in the draft. And uh, it's just a matter of getting consistent. And then we think that he has that in him. Obviously, the bloodline that he has. Uh, I was with the Colts when we drafted his brother. Uh, who I am still, uh, so I'm still friends with to this day, and uh, and respect because he was a very knowledgeable about the game. So we know his background and, and the kind of work ethic that he's going to bring. So we think uh, with Marco and and Tay, we think their best ball is, is ahead of him. I mean, if you're Marco Wilson and you walked into Florida and you started as a true freshman at 18 years of age, look at all the SEC right. receivers who just went in this draft, right? So. If there's a guy who could really threaten to get some early playing time, I would think it would be a guy like Marco Wilson. Yeah, Marco's going to come in, and he's—I don't—I don't believe it's going to be too big for him at all. Uh, he's obviously proven that this guy—he's and if you know, he played a lot of a lot of good football in high school as well. So he's he's been around it, he's played it, and then like you said, he started and he played a ton of games in the SEC. So he'll be facing receivers that he saw on, that he saw on Saturdays. He'll be seeing some of these same guys on uh on sunday so it's not going to be too big for him he's gonna he, he's got a nice quiet confidence about himself and that's kind of what we looked at when steve was asking about these guys and the kind of guys he wanted to be cardinals uh those are the type, type of characteristics that he was looking for and i think both of those guys really uh they really have that kind of characteristics about them coach there was a lot of conversation in regard to marco wilson about him throwing a shoe against lsu <laughs> I mean, right, did you, right. yeah, what are your thoughts on that overall, Coach? Um, I, I knew about the shoe just because, uh, you know, I watched the news, I watched SportsCenter. But uh, when we watched the coach's copy, when I, when I was evaluating his game film, uh, watch the tape. He does a lot of good things on tape. <laughs> so as you watch the game and you're watching all the plays he's making on tape, and then the tape on the coach's copy, it cuts off before he throws the shoe. So if you just watch the coach's copy, you get all the good plays without the throwing of the shoe. So I knew about what happened, but but it was uh, I was I was already I was already convinced by the skill set that I saw throughout the game. So you're not yeah, worried about a really that. Good game. Yeah, you're not no, worried not about him having an emotional issue where he, you know, to me, emotion on the football field, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing unless it makes no. you do something dumb. <laughs> I mean, Wolf, you're no. the guy you're the guy who threw the dog biscuits and the dog bones back <laughs> at the dog pound in Cleveland when that, you were on the I field. I understand, Paul, that's exactly my point. It takes one to know one. That's right. Well, I mean, Coach, seriously, though, I mean, it really sounds like he's learned a lesson. To hear him talk about it and talk about how you have to be in control of your emotions at all times and and how silly mistakes can affect not just you but other people. I mean, if you're going to learn that lesson, college is the time to do it, I would presume. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 talking to him uh, – talking to him, I know Steve had a chance to speak with him over Zoom. So did Vance Joseph. So did I. Uh, we did that on a couple separate occasions. It, uh, you, you get to know him, and you know that it wasn't a malicious act. It wasn't to hurt his teammates. He's not an out-of-control guy, and we did our due diligence in, in talking to people down there in Gainesville, and you can't find one person uh, one person you know that's within that building that had something negative to say about his personality. So 
uh, that convinced us right there. Boy, Coach, I would love to hear you talk about your cornerback room, if you would, when you talk about Malcolm Butler and Robert Alford, a guy that, man, Robert Alford, if they can just keep him healthy, I can't wait to see him go out and ball out here. Talk about your cornerback room and the veterans in it. Um, I really like how, how, how we put it together just from a, a standpoint. Murphy's coming into his own right now. Um, you know, we expect big things from him this year. But yeah, you guys saw Robert Alford from a, a training camp standpoint uh, over the last two years. Unfortunately, the fan base hasn't had a chance to see it in games. But uh, uh, we were expecting big things from him each yep. of the last two years just from his performance and what he brings from a tenacity level Um you know, to to our team and to our secondary. I mean, this guy is 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 energy in a bottle. You know, what I mean, if you if you're ever around him, he is always on. He's Would you call him a off. dog, coach? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's he's a, he's a dog in the epitome of the word. That's 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 what he is because he still plays with that. He'll tell you he plays with a chip on the shoulder mm-hmm. of a small school guy, regardless of where he was drafted. He still plays with kind of that small school chip on his shoulder, and that's what made him as successful as he's been. Because you got to remember, this guy's played in the Super Bowl and played pretty well in the Super Bowl. Is one of the big questions for you on Malcolm Butler is to try and figure out, okay, at age 31, can he really check and shadow and travel a guy, a premier number one receiver, and handle that all by himself? Is that something he's known for doing, or are you going to have to change the scheme accordingly? Uh, I think he's being – in the two places that he's been in, in New England and Tennessee, he's had a chance to be in multiple schemes. Uh, so I think he can adapt to whatever we want him to do and whatever will help the team win. Uh, uh, obviously, you guys have seen Vance's defenses. They're, they're multiple, and he'll do, uh, we'll, we'll do what it takes uh, game permitting, you know, game plan permitting. And so if he has to do it, he can. But he's, he's a guy, another guy that, uh, you know, for the, for the time that I've known him, He's willing to do anything that you ask him to do, whether it's to stay right, stay left, or travel. Uh, he's done it all, and he's he's more than willing to do that in this game as well. Well, Coach, thank you for the time. I, I tell you, when you hear Marco Wilson and Tay Gowan talk about how they love to watch film with Darrell Revis, and Tay Gowan likes to talk to himself <laughs> at being on Gowan Island, uh, you know, uh, it's intriguing, <laughs> if nothing else. No doubt about that. So we thank you for the time and the insight. No, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you guys having me on. Right, right on, Coach. Look forward to talking to you down the road, okay? Absolutely. You guys take care. Okay, man. Wolf, how many dog biscuits did you throw at the dog pound well, back in one. the day? It was, it was one. just one? That's all it took right there. That's all it took in a timeout, Paul. I, I picked it up. I threw it into the crowd as a rookie, and we got bombarded. I mean, Paul, hundreds of dog biscuits crashing down into our huddle. Still, guys you got, picking it out of their ear after in the shower. It was brutal. You got treated like Jose Altuve just got treated by Yankees fans. Big Red Rage back right after this. With the 16th pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Zavin Collins. Linebacker, Tulsa. That dude's an animal. 6'3", 260 linebacker, one of the best linebackers in all of college football. What I liked about him was everything. Size, uh, football acumen, instincts, coverability. Uh, This guy's got rare and unusual movement skills for a guy who's only 6'5", 265 pounds. 
I only dreamed of Arizona and, and being in that organization with that community, with everything there. It was something that I dreamed of, and uh, we accomplished that. Zayvon Collins, Cardinals first-round pick. Zayvon Collins meeting the media. Zayvon Collins, his draft night phone call going viral, and just the reaction, and you see how much football means to the young man and his family, especially mom who raised him. And so now you have Zayvon Collins coming in and given every chance, from what we can tell, to compete from day one to be the number one middle linebacker. Not saying it's going to be easy, mm-hmm. but there will be opportunities. There's no doubt about it. It's a Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, special thanks again to cornerbacks coach Greg Williams for joining us. But as far as Zayvon Collins goes, especially when you think of round one this year and then round one last year, Ron Wolfley, pairing him up with Isaiah Simmons, what did we talk about the last couple of months, right? If you could get that combination Right in the middle. Back when the Cardinals had Carlos Dansby and Daryl Washington, most recently Tampa with Devin White and Levante David. Man, if you can get that dynamic duo in the middle of your defense, that's a lot for an offense to think about. Yeah, no doubt about it, Bully. You know, I I think back to Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. I really do. Those two guys are Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Paulie, when you have two inside linebackers that are three-down linebackers that do not come off the field, it is a massive, massive advantage to a defensive coordinator and to a defense overall. It is, Paul, to have two guys that will not come off the field. And, and the reason why is because it speaks to their athleticism. It speaks to the fact that not only will they stick their face into the fan, not only are they physical in rundown situations, but they stay on the field when you try to throw the ball in third and obvious pass situations. It is a huge advantage, especially in today's NFL, where so much of the time you're going to get 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Now, all of a sudden, you know what? You've got six blockers when you count the five down line, uh, the five offensive linemen, of course, and then the tight end, Polly. That's six to block six because you're going to go nickel for the most part in the National Football League, which means you're going to have four down, two inside linebackers, and five DBs, including three corners. That's exactly what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do. And if you tell me Zayvon Collins can master that, and that's a tall order, Paulie, but if you can tell me he can master third and obvious pass situations and all the calls, all the checks that come with that, with Isaiah Simmons on the field, man, it is a huge advantage for Vance Joseph and the Cardinals. I mean, think about when the sneaky Kyle Shanahan starts going up-tempo, right? Or Sean McVay, and, and what are they trying to do? They're trying to limit your substitutions. Yes. They're trying to get that personnel mismatch. Yep. And so all of a sudden, to your point, exactly right. If you have those guys who have that athleticism to be able to be on the field and be true three-down linebackers, yeah, it, advantage your defense, and it was interesting on Cardinals Draft Central on draft night last Thursday night, uh, team owner Michael Bidwell told us that there they were in the draft room, and they were starting to sweat a little bit because New England was coming up, and they had a bad <laughs> feeling that Zayvon Collins might be in the crosshairs of Bill Belichick and the Patriots' war room. Well, to the Cardinals' benefit, and we talked about this with five quarterbacks going in the first 15 picks, sure enough, there was Mac Jones, and sure enough, a little bit later, The Patriots shared with the Cardinals that if the quarterback wasn't there, Zayvon Collins would be going to New England. 
Instead, he's coming to the Cardinals, and here's Steve Kahn, the GM, talking about where Zayvon Collins is rated on the Cardinals' big board. We really liked him, our coaching staff, our scouting staff, everybody uh, as a whole uh, had him as one of our higher-rated defensive players in the entire draft. He also had an alpha tag, which for us, uh, the Alphaberg tag is, is given to players that have rare leadership qualities, uh, great instincts, great feel for the game, our tremendous locker room guys, uh, and Zayvon Collins is certainly one of them. Steve Kahn went on to say that maybe five or six players in an entire draft class will get that alpha tag. And Zayvon Collins was one of those guys. And Wolf, I defy anyone who watched the Arizona Cardinals last year and saw week 16 when they had a lack of energy and intensity inexplicable with the playoffs in line. Week 17, go back to week four at Carolina. I get into this with Kyle all the time. Leadership versus analytics. And I'm just saying to deny that leadership doesn't exist is to call the decision-makers wrong. Yes. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Abso- no, no, absolutely, Paulie. You're right on it right there. And you know I love Kyle. <laughs> I love him. But I argue with him as well on many, many things. But that's okay. He's got his perspective, and I've got mine. I can just say right now what I love about this, once again, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, 6'4", Paulie, 235 pounds, and now you've got Zayvon Collins at 6'5", 260. And by the way, did you see the the length he's got on him? I mean, he is unbelievably long. His arms are long. You were talking about a reach of 83 inches, Paul, which is incredible. You put Isaiah Simmons in his length on that weak side inside backer with Zayvon Collins in his length? Man, Paul, I'm telling you, it's going to be difficult to make some of those throws, those quick throws across the middle. Hopefully, this is going to be something that, again, Zayvon Collins is going to pick this defense up early. I'm skeptical of it, Paulie, and you know why I'm skeptical. Mike Backer is one of the most difficult positions to come from college into the National Football League and know what you're doing. Not 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 just getting everyone else lined up, knowing what your responsibilities are and what you're supposed to do, all the checks, all the adjustments, it is a huge task for a rookie to come in and do. But you know what? The Cardinals think he's got a chance of doing just that. And you know what? To Jordan Hicks' credit, not only did he does he know his position, but he knows everyone else's position. Right. So to your point, Jordan Hicks is a guy, if you talk to the other guys on that defense, he's setting everybody up and aligning everybody. So, yes, it do, does go beyond your position. But, but Wolf, the fact that he's a natural inside linebacker, unlike yes. a, a Hassan Reddick. Yes. Hassan Reddick can run somewhere in the 4-4s or a 4-5, but he never played like it because there was that hesitation. It was always a half step or a step slow to react. And at that point, it doesn't matter. It's too late. Yes, Paulie, it was his eyes. Hassan Reddick, you know how much I love and respect this kid. He worked so doggone hard, but it was his eyes that betrayed him all the time. Coming off the edge, that's where he needs to be, and I'm glad that that's where he's going to play. But, you know, what's the Zayvon Collins comparison does not hold up at all, and it's because that's where Zayvon Collins played, off the ball. He's an inside linebacker that you could take and stick him on the edge and bring him off the edge at some point in time. I think we'll see that at some Hmm. point in time, Paulie. I think we'll see the Anthony Barr. And Anthony Barr in a weak side inside is not a Mike backer, but still, every now and then, if you want to get Zayvon Collins some reps, especially early on, 
you could totally have him line up op- opposite of a Chandler Jones. Well, we saw it on occasion last year with Isaiah Simmons. You, you, you did. You saw him mugging the A-gap and going. You saw him coming off the edge. You saw him in the slot at times. So there was a lot of talk about keeping Isaiah Simmons in one spot a year ago. Yes. That did not materialize. They did use him in a variety of roles. Think about yeah, when he an just opposed- didn't get a ton of reps for the most part. True, he it, didn't it, get a ton of reps. But Paulie, I just want to say this quickly. I love the fact they got a bunch of dogs in that locker room, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That is going to help Zayvon Collins. The expectation as to how you go about your business and how you're going to play this game. He's got dogs all around him. That's going to help him. Best case scenario. Russell Wilson comes to the line of scrimmage. He's got 55 Chandler Jones. He's got J.J. Watt to think about. Oh, there's Isaiah Simmons. Wait a minute. Buda Baker is showing blitz. I got this 6'5", 260 linebacker, Zayvon Collins snorting in the A-gap. There's a lot to think about if you're a quarterback before you snap the ball. We continue with the Big Red Rage right after this. With the 49th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Rundell Moore. Receiver, Purdue. Just talked about trying to get faster over the top. I say that because there's a lot of buzz about them maybe trading up for Jalen Waddle, but Rondale Moore can't fly. Low four threes. You can use him on some of these gadget plays. You get him on the fly sweeps, jet sweeps. The run after catch, not only is he fast, he is sturdy and strong. And once he breaks tackles and gets out in the open field, he's gone on the wheel route, double moves. He's got not only a second gear, but a third gear down the field. Daniel Jeremiah there, part of the NFL Network draft coverage, talking about Rondale Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue, and you can hear it. But when you see him in the squat rack, Ron Wolfley, as a guy who measures 5'7", a buck 81, and he's squatting 600 pounds as a freshman at Purdue, your reaction to that here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert? I've never seen anything like it. I kid you not. Uh, 5'7", to have that kind of strength in your legs to be put together like that, it's truly incredible to behold. This is a guy that I think hopefully is going to have the kind of impact that Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals hope that he's going to have on this offense. Get over the top, Paul. If he can run by somebody, get over the top, it is going to open up so much for DeAndre Hopkins, so much for A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. So we can tell you that he squatted 600 pounds as a freshman. He ran an unofficial 4-2-9 at his pro day, <laughs> the vertical of 42 and a half. But maybe the best thing I heard about Rondell Moore was in the conversation in the Cardinals draft room before the selection in round two, this is Cardinals All Access, and you get a lot of this coming up on the next edition of Cardinals Flight Plan. But here's Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury talking about Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, the wideout kick returner, vertical jump like 42 and a half inches. He's a dog. Like, yeah. He's going to come in and think he's the man, be a pro. When the ball's in his hands, he is special, special. Immediate impact, returnability, he'll be ready to roll. And Wolf, I know we use mm. that word a lot, the whole dog thing, but yes. to be that size, you better be a dog to excel. I had a conversation, I talked about this in Cardinals Underground, the podcast, just a quick recap, it was a few years ago and there was sort of an unknown trying to make the Cardinals as an undrafted slot receiver and he was looking good early and one of the veterans told me, no, 
No, he, he doesn't have that dog in him. Julian Edelman will tear your face off. Yes. Wes Welker will attack you a- until there's nothing left. And so if you're telling me Rondell Moore has that mentality, now I'm that much more of a believer. Yeah, no, that's a great observation, Paulie. Here's what really gets me about Rondell Moore. He was the first true freshman consensus All-American in Big Ten history, Paul. That's think crazy. about that. Think about that yeah, for a minute I mean, now. In, in the, the Charles Woodsons of the I mean, yeah, think exactly of, I the mean, first first true freshman Paul wow. to have a consensus All American in the Big Ten tag put on him right there. This, this says three things to me about this kid. He's got uncommon athletic ability. He's he's highly motivated and he's not afraid. Paulie, that is so important right there. He could care less about your reputation or the logo on your helmet. He's going to line up and compete with everything he's got. And the only thing your reputation or logo might produce in Rondale Moore is even more resolve. I, you know, again, I can't wait to see this kid play. Uh, but, Paul, you know how I feel about rookies. I, overall, you got to prove it. it to me. you got to prove it to me. I've seen yep. it over and over and over again. And Rondale Moore has got to prove it. And that's the best thing that the Arizona Cardinals have going for him is this kid wants to prove it. Well, the GM Steve Kahn was asked to break down. Give a scouting report, if you will, on Rondale Moore out of Purdue. When you see his body type, you, you see a guy who's uh, on the shorter end, but uh, really thick and muscled up, uh, really explosive, jumped 42 and a half inches, ran 429, 663 cone. Again, those numbers are off the charts. Very similar measurable-wise, height, weight, and speed, and you look at those numbers, uh, a guy like Tyreek Hill uh, is sort of in that form, uh, is explosive enough to play outside, play inside, reverses, screens, all the different things. You like, want to get the ball in his hands and let him create on the perimeter. Two years ago, it was when the Cardinals went to Kansas City. The way the Cardinals' defense reacted when Tyreek Hill went in motion. Okay, so <laughs> you can be such a distraction to a defense even when the ball is not in your hands. And there's that uh, you know illusion of complexity if you have that sort of guy. So I think that sort of player is very important to a Cliff Kingsbury. But, Wolf, hit zoom out on the wide receiver room for a minute. Okay. What do you think about that room right now and how Cliff Kingsbury is looking at it? And you got some questions about using 10 personnel more than ever perhaps yeah exactly right now i I don't know if that's going to be the case paulie i really don't we'll have a front row seat to it but i I think it's it's hard to become more physical i keep thinking of steve kime and what steve kime said we have two goals this offseason it's to it's to get more physical and bring leadership into the locker room remember when he said that paulie yep those two goals right there it's hard to get more physical in 10 personnel it just is now, listen, you, you've got to have wide receivers in that room. There's no doubt about it. I think the Arizona Cardinals, when you talk about D-Hop, you're talking about the best wide receiver in the league, if not one of the top three wide receivers in the league. He's in that conversation. Let's put it that way when you talk about DeAndre Hopkins. And then you've got A.J. Green that you're bringing in on a one-year contract. I think he's highly motivated. Would you say that A.J. Green has done some things in the National Football League? Of course. And now you've got Christian Kirk as your number three receiver and you're going to bring Rondell Moore in is this guy that is going to be explosive hey listen it's it's going to be a very very competitive room but never forget to me this team this offense in particular when you talk about their improvement you've got to start with being more physical and that typically means running the ball and that's where big shots down the field happen I mean think of B.A. 
Think of Bruce Arians. This is his offense. His entire philosophy is running the ball, banging it, and then using play action to throw it down the field. And I think that's where Rondell Moore becomes even more dangerous. Not only a lateral threat, but vertically over the top. You get play action going, and you start hurting some teams, running the ball in between the tackles. Man, I'll tell you what, throwing the ball over the top becomes a lot easier. Look, we know this, and you cited it, two of the big things in the offseason, leadership, get more physical. But Wolf, especially towards the end of last season, we do the coaches show every week, and Cliff Kingsbury would cite the need to improve the intermediate passing game, Mm -hmm. that underneath passing game. How often do they see the two high safeties? Well, you tell me, uh, you're the guy, you know, watches the film and the X's and O's, but if you can start hitting a Rondale more underneath or a big body guy like an A.J. Green, to me, that's a remedy. That's an adjustment to the adjustment that defense has seemingly made to the Cardinals offense last year. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Paulie, but it is going to be really interesting to see how they use Rondale Moore in particular, and I I cannot wait to see it. Uh, You know Henry Ruggs III last year was the first wide receiver taken off the board. Why do you think that was, Paulie? Speed. Speed, baby. The Raiders. Speed over the top. It kills. Even when he doesn't have the ball, he's punching holes in a secondary. Holes that are filled by talented receivers. And that's the Rondell Moore impact to me. Even when he doesn't have the ball, he's going to impact secondaries and coverages. And look, once upon a time, the Arizona Cardinals drafted Anquan Bolden in round two. Okay. But... There have been other guys recently with measurables of the receiver position who didn't pan out, like a Chad Williams or a Hakeem Butler. We'll see about Andy Isabella. So it all comes down to can you play a reminder season season four, episode one of Cardinals Flight Plan is available now on the Cardinals YouTube channel. Back with more on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Hello. David. Steve Kahn. Steve, how's it going? You ready to roll? Steve, we're going to f- kill everyone. <laughs> we're going to kill everyone. <laughs> and we're going to get a Super Bowl ring so big on our on our finger that a show dog wouldn't be able to jump over it. I love it, man. I love it. We're good. We'll keep that attitude. Thank you. Zavin, Michael Bidwell, congratulations. We're so excited to make you a Cardinal. Enjoy the moment with your family. Okay. Okay. Enjoy it. All right. We're going to put your name in now. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy it. Woo. That was emotional. (laughs) Holy cow. All access coverage from the Cardinals draft room last Thursday night the first round selection of Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa from a very small town in Oklahoma you get the full the full rundown of that on uh, episode two of Cardinals flight plan a little bit later this month and Wolf I might regret this here as we wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert where were you on draft night and what was your phone call all about yeah that's good bully right there first of all a couple of things i got to get out here is safety tips um my agent told me that i'd go somewhere from the fourth round as high as the fourth round to the sixth round going into this draft and before the draft i got a call from bill parcells this is before the mm. draft Polly. Wow. i got a call from bill parcells that said hey listen ron if you don't get drafted we'd like to go ahead and sign you as an undrafted free agent <laughs> Imagine, I mean, would you say Bill Parcells had a little bit of cred in 1985? 
That's a tad deflating. Yes. <laughs> I'd say Here, so. I, I was like, okay, Bill, and I'm thinking to myself, my agent's telling me four to six, somewhere in there, and you're calling me before the draft saying, hey, listen, you know, if you don't get drafted, we'd love to sign you, man. That blew my mind right there. And you got to remember as well, ESPN only carried the draft into the third round. So sure enough, the ESPN gets out of it in the third round, and I'm sitting there. I get a phone call, and and somebody says, oh, it's Larry Wilson. And I said, give me the phone. And And I picked, I said, who is this? Ron, this is Larry Wilson with the St. Louis Cardinals. We're getting ready to draft you. Yeah, this is not Larry Wilson. Just be quiet. I thought it was one of my buddies actually <laughs> ripping on me, right? He goes, no, no, this is Larry, and we're getting ready to actually draft you here at 104 overall. And I, I was so embarrassed, Paul, but... You know what I was moving that day as well, believe it or not. Great planning. Does that surprise you, Paul, that I had different things planned on the day I was going to be drafted? It was just incredible. The the entire experience, I'll never forget it. And especially it's special to me because of Wills making that call. No doubt. No doubt. The Hall of Famer, rest in peace, Larry Wilson. Our Jim Omohundro relays how uh, Roy Green, which was, what, five, six years earlier before you came into the league, said he didn't even have a phone in his dorm. This is at Henderson State in Arkansas. So he gave the Cardinals and all the other teams a pay phone number located on the basketball player's floor and told the guys on the basketball team, hey, if that phone rings and they ask for me, come find me. Hey, Paulie, when my brother got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fifth round, my, my sister was giving us all the thumbs down on the phone and hung it up and said, it's some guy named Chuck Knoll. She was disappointed it wasn't the Bills. Do you believe that? Oh, no. That's an all-timer. Yes. Wolf, you waited to the very end of the show, but that one definitely takes the cake. By the way, if you're looking for a job, State Farm Stadium hosts a new job fair this Saturday from 10 to 2, over 600 part-time positions, uh, positions available. Go to azcardinals.com slash job fair. For Jim Omohundro, special thanks Jeff Darge as well. Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Cowboy. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club